0: Welcome to this podcast from the Human Wisdom Project. Today, I'm joined by Omya Malotra, who's a high school student in New Delhi. And we're going to talk about uh, one of the issues that affects teenagers and adults a lot, which is uh, how we follow trends and what's going on in our thinking that uh, makes us do that. And what are the implications of that in all our lives? So, Omya, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Krishna. It's, It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Tell me a bit more about how young people are affected by social media and the, you know, to follow trends, fashion trends and so on. What's going on?
1: With the advent of um, social media and the world being so closely knit together, um, the outreach has been, I mean, everybody knows what's going on all around the world. So uh, because of that trends in, trends that that were maybe perhaps regional to a country or uh, a state have been like people around the world are now following those trends because because of social media. So I think um, because of that trends have been so widespread and in a way that has resulted in in this cycle of um, extremely mass uh, because most of the trends they are related to uh, some sort of object or Project or it usually evolves this concept of consumerism with them because they're usually something that can be bought in a way.
0: So, give me an example of a trend that you know your friends that's affecting you and your friends right now.
1: Yeah, so, like when I take the example of COVID, I remember that during this, like in 2020, we had this, uh, there was this TikTok pasta, which is basically a feta cheese pasta. And um, I mean, Feta cheese is not normally something that's, you know, used in Indian households. I mean, even if you were to have cheese, it would, normal, no, like, it would be normal, maybe cheddar cheese or, you know, American cheese, but there was suddenly this trend of feta cheese. You could find it everywhere. So like, even the local markets had it, yeah. that just, that just explains the kind of, you know, widespread, I mean, it started from perhaps Italy and then it went to America because, you know, like trends usually they, they evolve or get started from America. Okay. And it, it it was like it reached the whole world. So that's like an, a trend that I would give an example yeah. of.
0: So that's pretty harmless, you'd say. Well, there's no harm eating some feta cheese or regular other. Yeah, cheese,
1: definitely. You know?
0: Um, and there are probably some very clever people behind the marketing of this whole thing to get the ball rolling, you know.
1: Yes, yeah, um,
0: yeah. Are you aware as a young person that you are being pushed to eat feta cheese or it's just something that suddenly you wake up one day and say, well, I need to go and buy some feta cheese.
1: I think um, everybody knows that it's a trend in a way you've been fed, you're being fed that trend. So I think it's, it's, I mean, everybody is aware of it. It's just that everybody consciously follows it as well. So in a way, like everybody is aware that they're being influenced, but it's an influence that they want, if that makes sense.
0: Okay, so that could be around food, but there are other trends, right, around clothes and music. and.
1: I think when it comes to uh, music, I would say music, like trends in music, in a way, they're not as harmful as well because in a way, because music is available on the internet, I mean, it's not really affecting the environment, at least, yes. you know, it's, it's pretty personal in a way. So it's not really affecting a lot of people around you. But when it comes to... Um, trends with with say clothes it's, it's a cycle where the production and manufacturing a lot of different steps are taking place so um, in a way a lot of people are being affected by those trends and ultimately when the trend is reaching your that piece of cloth is reaching you there are a lot of other people who are a cycle of the trend as well yes so um a very i mean trends in fashion and clothing i would say that they're one of the most um harmful trends in a way because uh, they're they're not like these trends they change every three to four months and because of social media and because of TikTok and because of you know instagram they're constantly evolving as well and um because there are so many influencers now who are other than just celebrities i mean these are full-on you know like TikTok influencers and dancers who are who are influencing people around the world and because they have such a wide uh, you know people from all age groups and all different social classes were being influenced, they, they would all, because they're looking after this person, they would all want um, you know something that's that's present to just a certain, uh, people from just a certain society or a certain country. So I think uh, when it comes to clothes, um, I mean, a person would, uh, I mean, if you see a Louis Vuitton bag or like a Gucci bag, you would want it, but because it's so expensive, technically it's only a certain class can afford it which is why even more people want it because you know, they want to be able to maybe present themselves or be, you know, be a part of that class in a way. So I think that's where uh, fashion is one of the most toxic uh, trend cultures. And um,
0: So what's going one, on, do you think, um, in our thinking? What makes people feel compelled to follow a trend?
1: I think the main reason is just being able to be a part of society and be a part of not just society in general but a certain uh certain you know uh group of people who are in the society so like technically just people who can afford a lot of things so rich people in a way if that makes sense affluent people okay
0: so yeah. there is a compulsion almost isn't there like an inner drive to be part of that
1: Yes. Yeah. So definitely. I think
0: you want to buy this or buy that. Yeah. And do you think we're always aware that that is why we want to buy it, or it's just we don't even think about it? It's just a compulsion.
1: I think um, I think everybody is aware of it. I I I generally don't think that nobody is aware of the fact that uh, they're doing this for this specific reason, but. Um, you know, it's not something that they see as being negative in a way. Like They, they think of it from a very straightforward perspective that when I get this, I would be perceived as person ABC rather than person EFG or XYZ, if that makes sense. So they they don't think about the other implications and other sides of what they're doing, if that makes sense. They're just thinking it from the very straightforward uh, you know, perspective in Area if that makes
0: sense. Right. So okay. So I see there's a trend. I'm watching something on Instagram or TikTok. I see a bag or something being promoted. Yeah. And I feel compelled. It's not like I have a choice.
1: Yeah, in a way you don't, because if you want to fit into a certain bracket of society, you feel like you you need to have that, you know, like there's no other way around. You need to have that
0: accessory or that dress or that look. Yes. And of course. Um, these trends are not just limited to clothing, they're also limited yeah. to body shape. Yeah, and you know, you need to be a certain body shape or uh, have a certain eyebrow look or whatever it is. You know,
1: mm-hmm. somebody yeah. told me the
0: other day there's a trend called Instagram eyebrows, so there's a certain
1: yeah, the, the fluster on one, something
0: there's a certain uh, trend yeah. on that. See, so mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: and of course. If you're the wrong body shape to the trend, then how does that affect people?
1: I think uh, nowadays the whole concept of body shaming has, it's definitely reduced and people are definitely more aware of it. But I think on a very subconscious level, everybody still has that idea of what an ideal body shape should be. And, um, I wouldn't say that that's entirely wrong, but I think there's a very big difference between a healthy body and an ideal body, hmm. if that makes sense. So there's there's this. Um, I mean, you can see it all around you. I think body shaming, it's 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 reduced, but it's also increased. So body um,
0: shaming is different. Body shaming is me shaming you or criticizing you for how you look. But yeah, it's much more subtle. It's you could be unhappy. In yourself because you are not yes you don't match the ideal of what you're watching on tiktok or instagram or whatever
1: yeah definitely yeah so i think that that's very closely related to even body shaming as well because when when you see a person body shaming another person okay so i, I was just saying that i think body shaming is still very closely related to this because when you see a person from a similar body type as you and you you see a person reacting differently to that person than they would to a person who has an ideal body shape even if they aren't you aren't the one who's being addressed to you would still be influenced by it yeah but I think it's now it's 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 increased on social media because nobody knows the person behind the screen right so so I think that's definitely increased but uh, you can see this more to do with I would say celebrities when you see uh, celebrities who aren't the ideal body shape, they're the ones who are being addressed to it and the people who are seeing those comments who are from that similar body type, they're the ones who who get affected by it more than anybody else.
0: Correct. Correct. So all these trends are affecting our behavior, how we feel about ourselves uh, yes. all the time, in ways that we may or may not realize. Yes. So it's even though we think it's what we want to do, of course you buy the bag or the dress, but actually you don't have much of a choice, do you?
1: You don't. I think when you, it's it's not even. I think earlier trends were, still you know when you had a certain amount of uh, social or economic standing, that's when you would you would indulge in those trends, but now I think the lines between when in that like economic or social sense, they're they're almost invisible. So.
0: But do you think it sometimes makes people spend money they don't have?
1: Yes, definitely. I think people nowadays would be spending way more than they have, um, way more than they need to. And it, it leads to a cycle of, I mean, I don't think people from my age or people who, who are even slightly older than me who are uh, financially independent um, I don't think we have the best uh, financial saving skills. I mean, the whole concept of saving, in a way, has has almost uh, I think it's disappeared
0: because you just yeah yeah not only do you spend the money you have, you borrow based on your whatever income you have, and then you spend that too, and so on. You know what I mean? So that's all. Yeah, all that's happening. So we we get into debt, and of course, the thing that you're buying or the trend, whatever it might be, it only lasts a little bit right the thing you get lose you lose it brings you pleasure for how long you think the new bag or the new
1: like a week a week yeah maybe
0: and then not
1: even not even a week
0: not even a week and then then your mind feels uh what do you feel after a week say you bought this bag it gave you pleasure for a week after that what do you feel
1: I think you you feel like you no, know, you need another stimulus to to give you the same feeling. So you go you go ahead and buy another one, and then that's where the cycle continues, and that's where it leads to almost the cycle of addiction. Yes, is what happens,
0: and it's unconscious in the sense that drivers for it are not understood. So let's take a moment to explore that. What's going on in our thinking that's making us behave in ways that are clearly not sensible or wise you know Mm -hmm. we were spending money we don't have on things that bring us pleasure for a few days and then they disappear and then they make us feel inadequate if we can't so suppose I can't afford the bag then I think oh my god poor me (laughs) and I feel terrible (laughs) you know or I'm the wrong body shape or whatever it might be
1: yeah
0: so I think one of the things that may be happening is that we're all conditioned by our environment without realizing that we're being conditioned yes that's the mind is the human mind is like that so whatever you're taking in it's affecting you and changing your thinking but you're not even aware that's happening it's an unconscious process um
1: yes definitely yeah
0: and of course it feeds into our inner insecurity right
1: Mm.
0: So I don't feel quite complete inside. I don't feel quite okay with myself. Yeah. And so you think That's that true. getting this thing, whatever it might be, uh, will, will make you feel, will complete you or make you feel better. Mm. And of course, the uh, the beguiling thing is it does make you feel better, but for a few days only. <laughs> mm. You see? Yeah. And then the inner insecurity or emptiness or whatever it might be returns. And then you feel, uh. because you see, the mind is always looking for something outside to make it feel good inside.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. We're not even aware that this is a, it's not even a conscious process. It's unconscious. It occurs all the time. Yeah. Right. Um, And suppose you try to resist that trend. How would how does that make people feel? Suppose you said, no, no, I'm not going to. There's a part, there's a tussle in your mind. Because if you're reasonably intelligent, you might realize
1: that this is not smart. Yeah, I think I think that's extremely subjective because for me personally, if if I don't indulge in a certain trend, I actually I feel great about myself because. To me, I'm I'm making a very intelligent decision about a trend that's going to fade in the next two months. So for me, um, to be able to control myself, uh, the next trend would be easier to ignore, at least for me, because I haven't indulged in the first one, so I wouldn't feel the need to for this to the second one because I'm not I'm not in the competition, so I'm I'm not really a part of that trend in general. But I think a lot of people who do, um, I think uh, when they start. Um, you know participating in a certain trend they're obviously aware of what they're doing and in a the way they also feel the guilt but I think slowly with time that guilt completely fades so when it's, it's, it's it becomes an incaious part where you where you don't feel like you know you don't think you're doing anything wrong it's, it's become a way of life for you almost yeah so I think that's what happens
0: I remember the story about Chinese tourists who uh, queue up outside the Dior or one of these big you know fashion stores in Paris outside and they're only allowed to buy like one or two bags, that's rationed. So there are actually people you can pay who will stand in those queues for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's to me, it's fascinating what's going on in our thinking that drives that behavior. Yeah. Do you think there's a a sense of being lonely too? Because if we bought that then we'd be part of a crowd. Otherwise we'd stand, stand out or be a part. How common does that that affect young people?
1: I think that's that's the major reason why people participate in trends is, is to be a part of that group or be a part of that, you know, that certain lot of society. Uh, but, you know, even people who do stand out, in a way, they're the ones who create trends as well. Just to give an example, there's, there's this YouTuber called uh, Emma Chamberlain. And um, a couple of years ago, I think two years ago, there was um, the concept of thrifting was seen as something that only poor people did. But then she tra- started this trend where now thrifting is, is seen as something that's, that's you know, all the, something that all the cool people do. So I think people who, who have stood out and have, been, have managed to make it a trend are also trendy. But uh, then again, you know, to fit into that particular lot of trends, the people who don't want to stand out or who don't want to risk um, standing out, of course, they, they, they continuously do things to be a part of, of that society or that group.
0: So it takes tremendous uh, wisdom, if you like, to be comfortable in your own skin to be able to make intelligent choices and say, no, no, I'm happy to be me.
1: Yeah.
0: And I I don't need my fourth pair or fifth pair of shoes. But of course, this is also then playing out into the other existential problem of our time, which is climate change, which is being driven by human behavior and following trends is one of them because that's driving consumption.
1: Yes, definitely. I think that's, um, I mean, trends are the one of the major, major contributors of of where consumerism today is heading and moving. And it's, it's, I mean, I don't see it. Um, I mean, even though the world, technically, you know, everybody uh, says that they're very climate conscious and aware of what's happening. I don't think enough people participate um, because they always expect the person, the next person to participate but instead of them, you know, do do twice yeah. as much and that that ultimately leads to nobody doing anything.
0: Or you can almost sort of, it's almost like you can lie to yourself or you can ignore this part of yourself that's just shopping all the time and buying things all the time and on the other hand, you are critical of others who are, you know, yeah. so you don't see the contradiction in your own life, see And you can always justify your own behavior. You know, the mind does that all the time. Uh, It justifies its own behavior. Oh, I need, everyone needs a bit of pleasure, whatever it might be. Not realizing the role that we are playing in contributing to climate change. So if we could live with this deeper understanding of the hidden drivers in our own thinking that are... um, making us behave in this way. That means follow others, uh, buy things we don't need, get into debt, feel inadequate, feel bad, justify our behavior, contribute to all that stuff, contribute to climate change. So a deeper understanding of these unconscious drivers, which is the conditioning from the environment. So can you watch a TikTok movie or an Instagram post without being conditioned by it.
1: Yeah.
0: So, but for that, you have to be aware of the process of conditioning that's happening in real time in your own thinking. So that's one. And I think secondly, maybe you have to wake up and realize that this inadequacy we feel in ourselves, this emptiness, whatever word you want to use for it, it cannot be filled from the outside for long.
1: Yeah, that's very
0: true. Whatever you get, tomorrow it's going to be old and you'll need something new. And that cycle will continue all your life if you're not aware of this unconscious process. And maybe the third thing to live with wisdom is to recognize our own loneliness and realize how much that makes us want to be part of a group. And in order to do that, we end up behaving in ways that again are not wise, you know, for ourselves and for the planet. Uh, and again, it's about, I think, making peace with who we are and being comfortable in our own skin. How do you think the world would change if we could live with this, with this wisdom?
1: I, I think the world would change completely. I mean, this is a cycle that's, you know, that's that's that existed and then it evolved into something that's almost uncontrollable in a way and if, if that truly happens and I think we are on our way to perhaps heading there someday because I think the knowledge and the wisdom is 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 reaching people even though it's slow and steady but we will win the race I believe and um, I think it's, it's very important for people to recognize what they're doing ultimately because even if we, we can blame the large corporations, but ultimately we're the one who are who are buying that stuff and we're the one who, who are financing what they're doing. So I think that's very important for us to recognize um, what exactly we're doing and how we're contributing and how much an active contributor we are to the cycle.
0: Correct. And to take personal responsibility.
1: Yes. Yeah. But you can
0: only do that if you are actively inquiring into and learning about yourself and these hidden drivers in our own thinking. Not you personally of course these are common you know to all human beings Um, but imagine if we could bring this understanding to young people and you lived with a sense of being comfortable with yourself all of that Um, that would have a tremendous impact wouldn't it?
1: It would would definitely would
0: well, Omia, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed our conversation. And, Me too. Uh, all the best. So this podcast comes to you from the Human Wisdom Project. To find out more about all the issues we've discussed, please visit our website, HumanWisdom.me.